we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on! What you said. River Valley. Winston. And my favorite little community on the west side. That's right. Gusti. All kinds of things. Fun fun things happen over there in the uh, metropolis of Gusti. Hey, let's get out of this one. Whoa, I got to do everything myself. Got a new CD. Ah, just the two of us, you and me, on a Saturday morning. Uh, What's today? September 30th, 2023. That's right. It's the end of the month. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe how quick uh, 2023 has gone by. We're into the uh, end of the end of the third quarter. We had to do our yearly or uh, what was it? What do they do when they do it four times a year? Anyway, every quarter, I guess I call it every quarter. Every quarter we have to submit uh, stuff to the FCC, Federal Communication Commission, and uh, that was due. Do today, of course, uh, maybe a government shutdown. They may not, they may not be open. Uh, depending on how it goes, uh, there at the federal level at Congress, as you know, it's uh, very dicey, very dicey this last week trying to get uh, bills through, amendments through, wanting to do them one at a time instead of these continuing resolutions. You know, let's look at every line item by itself. Hasn't been done since well, 1997, and folks. If, if it's just amazing to me that we haven't had a, a budget, if you will, a balanced budget since 1997, and we've gone with these continuing resolutions and the add-on, add-on, add-on. Just crazy. So uh, very, very interesting to uh, see the feet being held to the fire. Of course, uh, it's not over yet. They could come up with a CR, some sort of resolution to kick the can down the road. Just a little. Hey, why not? It's just a couple of months longer after, I mean, after it's been, what, 97? I, mean, I can't even do the MCOE math on that one. But uh, it's a long time. Well, I guess you could. You could say, what, 97 to 2000 is three years, and we're in 23, so 23. 26 years, we've been, you know, that's longer than a lot of folks have uh, been around. Unfortunately, not myself. And uh, to remember that is, uh, well, it's, it's disappointing, especially when you look back. And these headphones, what's going on? Need a new set of headphones. Anyway, here we are live from Studio C. Uh, virus-free Studio C. I don't know. Is it going up? Are we in the yellow, the purple? Remember the colors? <laughs> anyway, so uh, what is is the end of the month, uh, September 30th. So many things going on. Looking at the calendar here. October's coming up. The election season uh, really starting to kick off, my friends. Uh, a lot of folks throwing their hats into the rings. Of course, last week in the Merced County Times, uh, we saw an article about uh, Anissa Fragoso, the uh, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce president, also a local insurance agent, I believe her offices are downtown, threw her hat in the ring for District 2 Merced County supervisor against uh, Josh Pedroso, who in the picture had no hat and may want to retrieve it from the ring. But he is the incumbent over there, has been filling the seat, keeping it warm for somebody new, somebody to actually, well, do something for District 2 other than, uh, I don't know, 
I mean, you tell me what he's done. Josh, you're more than welcome to tell me what you've done in four years. But, and this uh, feels there needs to be a change, as, uh, as a lot of other people do here in the community. It's not just uh, her going out on her own. Uh, this is something that's uh, necessary. There's been a lot of people that have talked about uh, throwing their, uh, their hat in the ring, if you will, as the article talked about. And Anissa uh, took the initiative. I understand there may be somebody else uh, that might be thinking about doing the same thing. And I would encourage them to do so. Uh, if nothing else, it'll be a runoff in November, which uh, would be good. It's good to have competition. And, of course, in District 1, uh, 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 Jess, uh, I'm trying getting the names confused. We had uh, Rodrigo Espinoza who is the incumbent again in District 1, uh, won last time by just, well, it was just a few votes. It was very, very close. Uh, not a blowout like the Adam Gray election with Duarte. That was uh, six 700 votes. Now, this was very close, 60, 70 votes. Of course, uh, a little bit bigger area, the uh, Duarte-Grace Gray uh, con- uh, con- congressional race. But uh, uh, Rodrigo Espinosa represents an area that's pretty doggone big, I'll tell you. I don't think it's as big as the congressional district, but goes from one end of the county to the other, all the way from LeGrand, uh, area, Planata, all the way up through Merced, the uh, west side of Merced, uh, up to Livingston. So it's uh, quite a uh, quite a run up the 140 there to Livingston. And of course, Rodrigo was uh, very big, 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 big in uh, in Livingston politics, of course. Uh, the mayor, uh, councilman, uh, did a lot of things, uh, had his pulse on Livingston. Of course, Livingston, the home of Foster, Foster Farms. And he has a contender, Jimmy, Jim Pacheco who uh, a lot of people know that name. He ran against uh, a former incumbent of uh, District 1, and that was uh, another Pedrozo, the Pedrozo dynasty. John, uh, Big John, Big big Bad John Pedrozo uh, went against, uh, or Jimmy went against John. Of course, Jim had some uh, health problems uh, during the race, wasn't able to fully participate. This time he's back. Uh, he's back and raring to go. Has the endorsement of uh, the sheriff, Ern Warnke, also, Nicole Silvera, the district attorney, and uh, again, some pretty strong words at the kickoff fundraiser for Jimmy. I wasn't able to be there. It was the 20th of last, uh, well, what, of September, a couple of weeks ago, and I understand it was very well attended, and uh, he's out and about running around. You'll, uh, uh, you'll see him. He'll come, uh, come talk to you, hopefully. Uh, you know who he is. And then, of course, uh, in district, uh, what's the other district? Lloyd Pereira's district. Which, uh, what is that? Is that five? I think, or is that four? No, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, River Valley out there. A big uh, unincorporator. It's my understanding he's going to have a, uh, have a uh, competitor, too, uh, out of the uh, Del High area, which, again, is an area that Lloyd uh, represents. So, again, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Of course, you remember uh, Deidre Kelsey uh, ran the uh, ran the area for a long, long, long time over there in the River Valley area, and uh, of course uh, Lloyd has taken over that mantle. Uh, well, probably just about as good. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, competition comes out there because competition is good, keeps these guys on their toes. You know, they just approved what a, a billion dollar budget. Uh, I don't know. It seems like uh, the progress here in this county where the murder per capita. Of California, not a really, uh, not a really good mantle to have, and 
you know, all we want to talk about is, uh, you know, the train and, and uh, I don't know what else do we got going on. But well, we got a lot of murders going on. We got a lot of crime going on. The, uh, the sheriff needs help. The district attorney needs help. And it seems to have fallen on deaf ears. I know that there was some gnashing of teeth. You know, of course, at the, at, the, at the campaign time, you know, the rhetoric comes out. And believe me, sometimes it flows heavy. And it, uh, I don't know, I'm confused. You know, the sheriff gets up before the board of supervisors, uh, what, a month or so ago and uh, ready to declare a state of emergency. And yet you have a little... Uh, you know, a little cream cheese and uh, caviar out here at the Vista, and it's suddenly it's uh, you know, hey, big supporter of law enforcement. So I, I don't know what is it. What is it? Because I'm confused. Because all I got to do is look is uh, look around and see the numbers, see the the crime, the poverty, uh, the the blight, and uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't see big supporters of law enforcement over there on the board of supervisors. Not at all. Neither do I on the city council of Merced. I don't know about other city councils. Maybe you're lucky. The other five incorporated cities here in the county, but uh, we're we're in the county seat here. It's a uh, well, uh, you know what the you know what the seat is, and uh, let me tell you, it's uh, it's 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 just what it implies. Anyway, uh, a lot of things going on in the elections. Of course, the national election, big big news. We don't normally talk about national politics, but I think it's uh, going to have a big play here uh, in California, especially when it comes to our congressional race here locally. We have the incumbent, uh, Mr. John, uh, John Duarte. And uh, the wannabe congressman, uh, arrogant Adam Gray, who hopes to uh, try to uh, rekindle that uh, bipartisan, hey, I, I'm one of you, you know, I work across the aisle, I can serve two masters, uh, don't believe what you hear about me, I'm really not a Democrat. That guy, he wants to uh, try to get reelected. So it's going to be interesting. And on the national scene, as you've heard, uh, former President Trump up. Uh, depending on what poll you go, I don't know, some of these, they couldn't believe it. It's an outlier. It's a, it's a one-off. It's a, you know, it's a meteorite. It's not true. Well, I guess it's been confirmed over and over. And it uh, looks as if, if everything works out, he'll be the nominee for the Republican Party. Joe, I don't I don't know. Uh, we'll see if Joe makes it uh, to, the, uh, to the convention and gets the nomination by his party. Looks as if that's in the bag also, and uh, a head-to-head matchup if the election were today. Well, uh, Donald Trump would be your new president, and it looks as if uh, the the polls just uh, keep growing wider and wider. Have you seen the cost of gas, my friends? We've talked about it on the show. You know, we tease when you cruise with the big kahuna. Dave Luna later today at five o'clock, you know, you go to the tank and, uh, you know, you you throw out a 20 and you're like, "Wait, wait, wait, I didn't get four gallons. I didn't get four gallons. You go to fill up the lawnmower, and it's, uh, you know, the kids trying to make an extra buck. Hey, how much is it to mow my lawn? It's $100. What do you mean $100? Well, we had to buy gas. You know, my, my Toyota, my little 99 Camry, doubles in value every time I fill it up. It's just amazing what uh, fuel has cost. And, of course, we see the auto workers out on strike. Uh, They're worried about, uh, hey, when you get rid of the internal combustion engine, let alone we're not going to, you know, can't afford gas. We're not even going to have an engine to put it in. Uh, now we got to go to the charging station, and those aren't free, my friends. You know, I was really naive. Naive. I'm, a, I'm not the smart. I'm not the sharpest arrow in the quiver. And I always thought these charging stations, you know, when they first came out, hey, hey, what a deal, man. You buy one of these electric cars, you roll up, you plug in, uh, I don't know, you wait 10 hours, and then you, and you got free uh, mileage, you know, for 10, 15 miles, however long it is. Oh, no, no, no. It's not free. It's, it's, it's you know, they charge you by the, uh, the kilowatt. Which is uh, coincidentally what PG&E does. If you a kilowatt hour, thousand watts of uh, usage per hour, or in an hour, thousand watts of uh, you know usage in an hour. That's a kilowatt hour. It's a pretty, pretty simple thing. Anyway, the uh, the kilowatt is uh, is how they is how they nick you over there at the charging station, and it's not cheap, and it's actually comparable 
at times to uh, fuel, to hydrocarbon-based fuel, you know, gas. And so, uh, I don't know. It's very interesting to see the fuel prices being run up on the national level for what reason? And Newsom couldn't even explain it on a national show why California is $2 higher than the national average. And believe me, the national average is over $4 a gallon now, which is just horrifying to a lot of people. Very, very hard to uh, raise a family, get it out there, and let it, let's not get into food prices. We could go the whole, uh, the whole uh, down the line, you know, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the new the, uh, education, the uh, nutrition, uh, food prices, uh, fuel, uh, transportation. It's, it's just out of control out there. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe. That's why we're seeing the numbers uh, that we see. It's very easy to vilify the people that are in power because they should, well, they should have the power to change it, shouldn't they? So anyway, interesting, uh, the elections coming up both here nationally and locally and i think there's going to be some reverberations because of what's going on in the national scene here locally our representatives especially those that want to go to washington or continue to be in washington to represent us and uh, what's what's going to happen there let's see let's move on there was a big merced city oh we're getting to the end of this segment oh let me do an easy one irrigation season for those mid customers it's coming to an end i know all good things must come to an end Looks like we might get a little weather here this weekend, a little, little rain up in the upper elevations, a little to the north of us. But someday, hopefully, we're going to get a lot of rain. I think it's going to be a wet a wet uh, winter with the uh, El Nino uh, down there in the Pacific bringing up the, uh, bringing up the, the moisture. But uh, the irrigation season, our stored water season, is going to end in November. So uh, you have about another month coming up. I believe it's going to be November 7th. I'm not sure of the actual end day, but for those farmers, I know they know. And uh, what a what a great entity we have in uh, the Merced Irrigation District. By the way, got a uh, some heads up. There's going to be uh, some registration required for water wells, uh, all water wells in the county that are not residential use. So you residential folks, don't freak. But if you're an ag user, a commercial user, an industrial user, your wells are going to have to be registered. And the reason why is for the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, Sigma. And, uh, well, groundwater, that's, you know, you get it out with wells. So they're going to need to register the well, make sure that, uh, you know, you're you're uh, listed there so they can, I don't know, do what they do with Sigma. I, I think we'll try to find out more about that in upcoming shows. But I did want to mention that, that the uh, surface water irrigation season ending in November. And if you have a ag well, industrial well, commercial well, uh, you need to check uh, with your local entity about registering those Wells, that deadline's coming up soon. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. We'll be right back after these brief commercial messages. We look for love, no time for tears. Wasted water's all that is, and it don't make no flowers grow. Hey, here we are, just the two of us, you and me, on a Saturday morning in September, the last Saturday in September, September 30th. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. I hear the crystal raindrops fall. On Merced's news talk station. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hey, will we hear the raindrops fall later on this weekend? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a little bit to the north of us. But hey, 
I predict a wet winter. Just between the two of us, I do. Hey, hey, what? What? Oh, let's get out of this. Oh, how does Dave do it? How does he do it? As I said, if you can afford the uh, gas cruising with the big kahuna later today, uh, 5 o'clock, 5 to 6, just get the engine started and cut it off. Maybe you can coast. He used to go over there by the lake. Old Lake Road, cruise down past the transmitters on our bicycles. Get some goat heads about halfway down, puncture your tires, be flat by the time you hit the bottom. Had to walk them home. What a time it was. Okay, here we are. Irrigation season. We did that. Merced, excuse me. Merced City Council meeting, October 2nd. School district a mess. <laughs> oh, let's go. How can I resist? Talking about the Merced City School District. What a hot mess, baby. And that's what it says in the Merced County Times, our favorite newspaper. September 27th edition, volume 59, issue 19. God bless these people. You know, something you can hold in your hand. You know what I mean? Something of substance. And uh, I don't know. It's just nice. God bless John Derby, all the other Johns, Miller. uh, What's the other guy? Whitaker. So many people over there. So many people over there, the guest editorialists, Doan with his cars. God bless him. Uh, let's see. Here's the above the fold. Top search for superintendent mired in division, seen as a quote-unquote hot mess. Contracted firm fired amid spread of a report. This has been going on. I'll tell you what. The Merced City School District, that's described here uh, later on as a soap opera, a real-life soap opera by Aaron Hamm who's a board trustee herself for a local high school district. Anyway, it's just amazing how you can get so screwed up just trying to teach kids, you know? And who suffers? Who suffers? Who? (laughs) Let's keep our eyes on the ball. The kids. The children. And how many times have we heard it's all for the kids, blah, 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 blah. We get this money. Remember when it used to be, oh, I don't know. When we first started the show, it was like five, seven thousand grand a kid per year, you know, per seat. Now it's up to fifteen. $20,000 per kid, and they still can't teach these kids. You know, you still got, I was reading an article the other day, kids don't know algebra when they get to college. They have to take basic algebra just to be able to compete at the college level. What are we doing? And here at the Merced City School District, we have had problems over there. Oh, not just this board. Oh, no, no. And the board members, they get promoted. Oh, no, they move on to other, you know, city council, this sort of thing. Hey, it's not me. I'm not there no more. No, you, you know, the, the mayhem, the, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the destruction. But no, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't me. And it still continues to this day. Let me read from this wonderful article. The search for the next superintendent of the Merced City School District, MCSD, the largest, the largest K-8 education system in the region. You know, we have 21 school districts here. 21 school districts here in the county of Merced. Not counting MCOE. Dr. Teachin, the developer. He's like Greg Hostetler now. Wears a hard hat everywhere he goes. Uh, Let's see. The largest K-8 has taken a dive into deep controversy with scathing criticisms voiced by teachers and residents, combined with intrigue about an eyebrow-raising survey that was disseminated and a leadership board that appears sourly divided. I remember when Priya Lacaretti got on the board. Oh, it was daisies and clouds and unicorns and cotton candy it was going to be wonderful 
we were going to bring back this we were going to do that and then <laughs> and like most people when they run they have this idealistic view of how things are going to be and then they get into the sausage into the grinder you know into the auger and it's like ow this ain't what it was supposed to be so here's what Aaron Ham. She rattled off. I love, I love the uh, editorial liberties here. Aaron Ham rattled off the following. You have hired and fired and hired and fired and affairs and misconduct. Sexual misconduct. Because affairs, what does that mean? Is that sexual affairs? I think so. And unprofessional behavior. <laughs> Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Remember that? Big Al. Big Al came down from Sacramento, brought all his buddies, the cronies. Oh, man, this district is so screwed up. If you haven't pulled your kids out yet, wait till I continue on. And this is Erin Ham, herself a trustee from a local high school district. You've hired and fired and hired and fired in affairs and misconduct and unprofessional behavior. This is all common knowledge in how the district is perceived today. A real live soap opera. And what's sadly very apparent to the community is that children are not the focus. If you don't see this, you have blinders on. Well, obviously they do. Obviously they do because the children aren't the focus. They haven't been. They weren't the focus during COVID. Look what we did to our kids. Look what we did to our kids. And these former trustees, well, you know, we were following the uh, science. We were, uh, no, we had a, we had somebody reel on last week, a couple of weeks ago, Rob Bapti. He told you what he did. I may have may not have taped off some areas, may have had some people come in, took care of business. No, everybody was afraid, afraid. And now they're afraid to lead. Real estate agent Nicola Adams, who's more than just a real estate agent. She's head of the Nut Festival, maybe a candidate, was a candidate. Who knows? She described the board as, quote, unquote, a hot mess. And I can only imagine that ain't good. That can't be good. Let me read on. Let me read on because we only have so much time together, my friends. And if the education of your kids isn't important, well, you better wake up because the money that flows, the money that flows to the education system and to the people in this community that, and I'm not talking about the private schools. No, I'm not talking about Stone Ridge. I'm not talking about Luke's, uh, you know, the, the, the all of the uh, Christian schools, the, the faith-based schools. No, 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 no. No, this is your tax dollars. This is that $15,000 a kid. You give us 15000 First, they wanted ten. You give us 10 Ks. Oh, man, we can we have Einstein's coming out of there. You know, we're going to we're going to nuclear fusion, cold fusion. We'll we'll perfect it over there. At Rivera. Let me read Arn from the article in this week's Times. A special meeting of the MCSD board was scheduled for September 13th, but it was canceled. Meanwhile, words started to spread in certain educational circles of the city that a 77-page report existed featuring the survey responses, and many were not very flattering with regard to the board and the MCSD executive administration. Because believe me, it's not just the board. You got the, uh, well, you got a superintendent if they can ever find one. Then you got the assistant to the superintendent, then the assistant to the assistant. And then you've got the uh, communication director, and then you've got the uh, learning director, and then you've got the uh, outreach. It just goes on and on and on. So the administration, even the administration is jacked up over there. And let me read from uh, Trustee Priya Lacaretti. Uh, brought up signs the Board of Trustees is sharply and perhaps uncomfortably divided. 
And these are previous words. This is a board member who came in with the idealistic, hey, I'm going to change it. I want my kids to be, uh, you know, a better place. I want to I help all children. Has a room named for her family over there at UC Merced. Donors to the community, involved in the community. And the way she's been treated. Her vote is questioned after the fact. Bullied. Bullied. The board members bullying a school board member, bullying other school board members. Man, if that ain't ironic, I thought there was a whole thing about bullying. Maybe they need to go to some bullying classes. Trustee Priya Lacaretti brought up signs the board of trustees is sharply and perhaps uncomfortably divided. She said, last Friday, I attended a special board meeting that happened. The line of questioning I was subjected to was unprofessional. It was hostile. We're in a crisis. We have a leadership crisis. We have a board that is in utter chaos. Pust, the union representative, even the union isn't happy. The union representative said over 200 parents and community members spoke and shared their visions and concerns. And you do not want to be accountable for the results to the people who elected you. This is disrespectful. Firing McPherson and Jacobson, they were the people that did the survey. Because, boy, when you bring the bad news, you know what you do in this town, don't you? You kill the messenger! I've never seen such thin skin here. You think Band-Aid sales would be out of sight in this town. This is disrespectful, firing McPherson and Jacobson, because you don't want to be accountable for the results that cost our schools four months, $25,000 and our trust. Yeah, because if you think these consultants are free, you know, 25000 bucks for four months of their time, and we probably owe them more money. How much time we got here? It is really unfortunate that this board rejected the report because the summary pages hold many truths. Said Speaker Michelle Delgado, it is because it was damaging to their egos and reflecting of how they are allowing this district to be ran. Some of the comments that uh, the board bristled at, toxic environment within the organization, instability at the leadership level, and trickle-down impact on students. Board needs to be held to standards and conduct themselves professionally. Fear of speaking out against what is wrong and unlawful Stop the bullying of employees. And I could go on and on, but why? So you have a five-member board. You have two people that I think get it, and three that are just trying to rewrite history. They've been known as progressives. They've been known as disruptors, and now they're proving it. And the community's on to it. And they justify their actions by saying, well, if you knew what we knew, you'd do the same thing. Again, People that know better than you when you know better and you're buying it and it's affecting your kids and you haven't had a real superintendent. You know, Rogers wasn't really interested in uh, teaching the kids. He was he was interested in something else. And the last one, she couldn't communicate with anybody, apparently, and let go. You know, we're still paying Big Al. And then don't get me started about the professional search firm we hired to get the last superintendent. 
Why don't you go back to that guy and say, hey, you know, uh, within a year it didn't work out. Aren't you supposed to give us a little refund or find somebody else? But why would you? You got one bad puppy with Parvo. Why would you want to get another? Metaphorically speaking. How much did that cost? Wasn't that 50 grand? Down the tubes. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, so the board of super uh, board of uh, trustees over there at the Merced City School District, dysfunctional, utter chaos. You might even lose a couple of good board members if you're not careful. Because why would you put up with that? I don't think this is a paid position. You're just trying to do better for the school. So interesting. Uh, very, very interesting. Questioned about your vote after the fact. Who does that? Talk about bullying, coercion. That's why it matters who you vote for, my friends. It really matters who you vote for. Speaking of education, couldn't it help to uh, look over here on the jump page? Steve and Victoria Gomes celebrate 51 years together. Steve and Victoria celebrated 51 years of marriage during a wonderful party at their Merced home. Uh, A large crowd of friends and family members, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, really nice to see. You know, I'm I'm sure he doesn't miss. (laughs) I'm sure he doesn't miss anything over there at the school district. With what's been going on lately. Of course, he wasn't it. He was MCOE. He was a head guy over there. He was a leader in lactation, my friends. He was on the forefront of uh, of nursing in some of our schools. They had the uh, had the lactation centers, all kinds of things. I think they named a lactation wing after him. Anyway, fifty-one years of marriage, all in a row, as I like to say. Congratulations, Stephen Victoria Gomes. Hey, we're out of time. Can you believe it? Out of time for the second segment of Citizen Watch, the 8 o'clock hour. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. I'm Merced's news talk station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, Kiowa. Kiowa. What? KYOS. We'll be right back. Hold on. just played and who knows hey here we are saturday morning yeah i got your hands up baby my name is casey steve the voice of your valley on merced's news talk station 107.3 fm 1480 am kyos not my fault i didn't do it we're just trying to uh, bring some solutions a little you know it's just an opinion show folks come on Take it so seriously. Uh, let's see. What's today? The 30th of September. The 8 o'clock show. So happy to have you here with us. Oh, let's cut this off. Uh, we got to go down. We got to pot it down. And we got to go pot. Somebody, the uh, TIAC. The TIAC. It's unbelievable. I think still here. What do we got going? What do we have going? Uh, so many things. Let's keep. Well, we talked about the school district. And uh, I just. Oh, you poor parents. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. I wish I could give you some hope. But it hasn't gotten any better, has it? In two, three years. All we do is uh, promote the people that were there into higher positions and tolerate the ones that are there. Okay, here let's go into the city council meeting that's going to happen on Monday in a new month. This is the uh, last day of the month. Can you believe it? We're into October already. 
Halloween. You go to Lowe's and some of these places, these skeletons, you know, they're 40 foot tall. They just, it's just great. It's like Serato walking around. Anyway, it's, it's uh, really, uh, and now they got like, Santa. They got Santa out. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's go through the, uh, I mean, when is it? Is it too early? I don't know. Can we at least wait till, did it used to be Thanksgiving? Then we used to put, put stuff out. Uh, it's going to be on the 2nd of October, uh, 6 o'clock over there at the uh, Palatial City Council Chambers, second floor of the Merced Civic Center, 678 West 18th Street. Uh, get there early. They now use the uh, speaker box. Brought that back. And with Mayor Serrato. Mayor Murphy, he didn't like that. He wanted to put you down there in the well, little podium. It's like Game of Thrones. Anyway, let's go through the agenda. New attorney, maybe. Public employee appointment. This is a closed session item. I don't know if there will be anything to report. I really like. I really like uh, Doyle. He's been on loan. Well, not loan, but, you know, we hired him from Santa Clara where he got... It didn't work out there so hot for him there, but he's a nice guy. I've had some interaction with him on another board and a cool cat. So, I don't know if he's gone now, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, Proclamation, Hispanic Heritage Month. That was a ceremonial item. For those folks that may or may not read the Sun Star online or whatever, there's a great article in there about John Duarte. And uh, I think somewhere in the subheading says, uh, not afraid to, uh, or not afraid of the word amnesty or feels comfortable with the word amnesty. And uh, John Duarte, as you know, is our uh, congressional representative and will be running for re-election. He will have a uh, competitor again, as he had last time, in uh, at least one competitor in uh, Adam Gray, who used to be a, 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 a uh, what was he, an assemblyman there tried to walk both sides of the fence that sort of thing and john duarte i think really uh walks the walk and talks the talk especially in that article when he talks about some of the heat he's taken from even people within his own party but the reality of our immigration system uh being broken and again it's not john uh, john duarte's fault it's broken but what can we do to go forward now with the situation we're in i think it's a really good article and i would encourage people to read it and it is hispanic heritage month and uh, John Duarte's representative, I'll play in the 9 o'clock hour, a very uh, good report that he gave to the Atwater City Council meeting. And uh, we'll probably uh, give a report tomorrow night also, as he usually does. Never saw that from any of our elected representatives on a continual basis. Oh, every once in a while when something had come up, you know, they want to blow their own horn for something they got in the district that affected the city. You'd see him show up and, you know, for five minutes. And can I go now? They wouldn't stay for the whole meeting. But uh, I really appreciate uh, what Representative Duarte's uh, uh, spokesperson does at these council meetings and giving the folks a little uh, a little update uh, from the uh, federal level. The other uh, the, uh, proclamation ceremonial matter that will be uh, handled Monday night, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm sure Matt Serrato will handle that one. Let's go down the list. Consent item, approval of an agreement for services with DUDEC. Uh, for environmental services uh, for the Gardner commercial property. This is an annexation over there on the corner of a corner of Gardner Road and Yosemite Avenue. Now, people may go, where the hell is Gardner? Because they turn off of Parsons onto Yosemite. They never know that the other side of Parsons isn't Parsons, but Gardner Road out there in the country. And that's where the city and country, uh, well, that's where the city stops and the country begins on the other side of, uh, on the other side of Yosemite there, all that, where all that iron was parked for many, many years, the old caterpillars and bulldozers and scrapers and all kinds of trailers and things, a little pink house there in the middle, two-story house, all that's been cleaned up recently. They put a beautiful fence 
down Gardner, uh, starting from uh, Yosemite Avenue all the way almost to Dunn. I mean, as well, it goes to some some properties. But they want to bring in a, a hundred and oh, where is it here? It's a hundred. Let's see, annexation of approximately 70 acres at the northeast corner, excuse me, of Yosemite Avenue and Gardner Avenue to the city of Merced. Now, this will include uh, some existing uh, residential properties there with some pretty big lots. Now, they're not going to be developed at this time. So out of this 70 acres, approximately 28, almost 29 acres are going to be developed. And so this is the start. Uh, well, actually, it's the restart. This this property, I'll read you the history. Uh, Judek was the environmental consultant working with a previous owner. A draft EIR was prepared and circulated in 2020. And we all know what happened back in 2020. Shortly thereafter, the previous owners requested the work to be stopped. Dudek is familiar with the site and would only need to update the existing draft EIR to include any changes proposed by the new owners. They have requested Dudek to continue work on this project. Now, before this project can come into the city, uh, the sewer and water master plan has to be uh, approved. And, of course, the infrastructure in that area along Yosemite Avenue up to G Street, where the trunk lines are, is uh, really reaching capacity, depending on who you talk to. I don't know what this latest uh, independent study by some of the developers have shown, but we still haven't seen a final sewer water master plan. This was something that Mike Murphy wanted to get done when he was mayor. I don't know if Serato will get it done in his, will it be his first term or last? I don't know. Anyway, he needs to get something going on here. They're more worried about what flag to fly and how many houses to build for folks that uh, you know, I don't. I don't really uh, understand. We we can't annex, annex another square inch of dirt in until we get this sewer and water master plan. So it's good to see that the pre-annexation, the EIRs, all that stuff is going on. And just to give you an idea of what's going to be included, what's going, you know, the EIR is going on now, but it's going to hit a wall if they don't get this sewer water master plan done. Uh, the land area for the new project, twenty-eight point six acres. Uh, the old project, same thing. Here's the the rub. The old project was going to have. Uh, uh, 20 buildings. The new project is going to have 10. So they're going to go down quite a bit in square footage. They're going to go from 540 units in the old project to 520 in the new. Uh, the square footage is 436,000 compared to 626,000 for about the same number of units. So I would have to say much smaller units. And I don't know if that's an offshoot of some of the things that are going on there at the corner of Yosemite and McKee with uh, some of those uh, shoebox units that are going in. They're going to have 800 parking spaces which would be about one and a half uh, parking spaces per unit. So, uh, again, depending on if they're one, two, or three-bedroom units, that could be an issue. But, again, things are averages. And then out of the uh, out of the 28 acres, this is 18 in residential. 10 is going to be commercial with approximately 88,000 square feet of commercial. This is about 20,000 square feet more than what was originally proposed and uh, about 400 parking spots. So it's going to be a big, big project there at the corner, uh, just actually in from the corner, more towards... Uh, the church, Yosemite Church there. And all of that land will be coming in uh, to the city under this annexation, the 70 acres, basically from Hatch Road uh, up to Gardner Road along Yosemite Avenue. So kind of interesting, some of the things going on. Let's move on. So many things to talk about. Big development. We just talked about that. Amazing watching to move all that old iron, all that old steel has been sitting there for years. Uh, the Bell Station, they're going to uh, abate some asbestos down there. And what I found interesting is they evidently had some mold, uh, mold problem, you know, in the drywall. I don't know if it got wet during the flood or what. People may not realize, but the city owns the Bell Station, the post office, and in the basement, there's a lot of offices that you or anybody I could rent if they're available. Evidently, there was some mold down there, a leak of some sort, 
and they want 50 grand uh, into this fund to do mold and asbestos remediation because once they uh, started looking at the uh, the the mold they found that the uh, tile there was some tile and we're talking literally about 400 square feet 50 grand to go in there and remediate some of this stuff so i just wanted to point that out that uh, there's nothing cheap anymore rosari ford's getting a contract uh, to purchase two new crew cab pickups with the service bodies i think that's kind of cool keeping it local i pulled the staff report on this because you know rosari gets some heat uh, tim has gotten some heat from these council members but again he's a good guy he's trying to do good things for the city and uh, he was competitive on this bid now this is just two pickups with service bodies a hundred and twenty three thousand dollars uh that's not each that's for both of them so you divide that in half that's what about 60 grand a piece 123 964 80 was uh, Rosari Santos Ford out of Los Banos again Merced County but uh, not Mer- city of Merced 123 998 so uh, 964 to 998 that's pretty close man that's uh I don't know if that comes with a tank of gas that would <laughs> maybe Tim's giving us to it uh, empty I'm just teasing but uh you know a tank of gas in one of those things I think holds 26 gallons 26 times six what's that uh, don't let me get me started let's go on we don't have time for that kind of math uh the fire department's getting $8,903,616. This is in the Safer Grant. Uh, this gets you the, uh, this is from Homeland Security, uh, staffing for adequate fire and emergency response. Safer, doesn't that make sense? Isn't that great? $8 bucks. So Measure C is coming up on the, uh, the uh, ballot in March, and we need that too. We need all the money we can get. Uh, allow the purchase of agreement for Cellbright. This is kind of interesting. This is the police department wants to uh, buy some cellular equipment and what it does is it uh well when you when you get popped for something that you shouldn't be doing uh, the merced police department relies on crucial forensic evidence extracted from cellular telephones to thoroughly investigate a vast majority of their investigations and when you're talking about the murder uh, capita of california in merced county you need all the help you can get so this Cellbrite Guardian premium subscription service is advanced technology used to extract forensic evidence from cellular telephones. $37,000 uh, for a one-year subscription. Wouldn't be surprised to see some of the uh, defund the police types pull that, maybe some of the other issues regarding public safety from uh, the ballot or from the agenda. Let's move on. We're uh, getting close to the end. Can you believe how fast the time goes here? Approval of a street closure request uh, for the 2023 Central California Ban Review this is going to happen November 11, 2023, from 5 a.m. to 2.30 in the morning, or 2.30 in the afternoon. 5 a.m. in the morning. Boy, they really beating those drums. Street closure, Parsons Avenue, Dinky Creek, Water, uh, Watertown Drive, blah, blah, blah. That's all in the what we call the Golden Valley Neighborhood Association. Joel Knox used to be, I don't know, maybe still is the presidente of the Golden Valley Neighborhood Association. And if that name's not familiar to you, Joel Knox used to be a teacher. He killed 1,800 jobs in this community by being the plaintiff for the Walmart uh, distribution center against it the uh, people that wanted to uh, get rid of walmart he was on the front lines of that 1800 jobs we'd have today and what i find funny is we can stand the uh, the bands you know the trumpets the horns the the bass drum the xylophone whatever they whatever they're doing over there at 5 a.m on november 11th this year but we couldn't stand the sound of trucks commerce jobs people going to work over there at what is now an orchard that Walmart still owns. It could have been a distribution center with thousands of jobs 
that we uh, we could have had here in this community. So I just wanted to point that out, that the uh, Golden Valley Neighborhood Association uh, evidently doesn't mind the band over there, but, uh, boy, they didn't want the jobs. Street closure request, uh, Main Street, West Main Street, Canal Street, Bob Hart Square for the Veterans Day Parade, again, on November 11, 2023, this year. What a great time. Uh, let's see. We're going to buy some new police cars. Again, I, I bet you that gets pulled. $218,000 for... Uh, Seven police cars, two police trucks, whatever those are. Three unmarked sedans. Hey, you got some undercover cars. How cool. Measure C is going to be brought before the council. Uh, purposes of placing it on the measure, they need the acquiesce, uh, the acceptance of the city council of the registrar of voters results that the signatures were good. Hopefully that won't be a big deal. Uh, it'll be nice to see some of the supporters there of Measure C Monday night, and hopefully they'll get that over the line because it needs to happen sooner than later. And hopefully this council will endorse it individually and as a council and throw their full-throated support behind Measure C. Well, we're out of time for a Citizen Watch. I didn't have, uh, couldn't get to all the items. There's some stuff about the uh, in-lieu fee that Ronnie DeAnda voted for. Hopefully they can get that straightened out. I hope Ronnie uh, pays attention this time and makes some uh, coherent talk and conversation conversation and votes about uh, stifling development here in the community of Merced. We're out of time. I got to go. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hey, my fault, baby. I'll see you later. Damn good time.